and I'll tell you why this is such an important about a simple, simple Ramban. The Ramban typically is not that simple, but this one is a very simple Ramban. The Ramban's a Rishon, and, and it's Yadua that people pick up tremendous years Shemayim from learning Chumash Ramban, but I want to read to you, you see this Ramban. The Torah, uncharacteristically, the Torah which is so brief about everything and doesn't give long sketches, <clears throat> Aaron, the Torah is so brief, Hashem is very brief when he describes events because the Torah wasn't written as a history book. It's written only things that are eternally relevant. It's not, a, it's not an all-inclusive history book. Hashem is so myrich when he writes about Yosef HaTzadik, what he did for Egypt's finances. Uncharacteristically, the Torah is very mayrich. It doesn't seem that important how Yosef HaTzadik managed the country's finances to help them during the years of plenty to carry over to the years of famine. But the Torah, Shaloi Kedarkai, is very much mayrich. It describes there's no bread in Mitzrayim and mm. The, the whole land is dried out because of the famine. Yosef gathers Kesev, and it goes on at the end of Ayigash, uncharacteristically long. Says the Ramban, the following commentary. Sipar of Zeh, the Torah records all this. Vigomer Inyan, Bechola Parsha, and it finishes the whole thing in this Parsha. Why is the Torah so mayach, the Ramban is asking. Loidia. To let us know, Azi the Ramban's asking, why is the Torah so mayrich? Why is the Torah so lengthy about the story of Yosef, how he managed the, the finances of Egypt? Says the Ramban, to let us know, First of all, to tell the intelligence of Yosef. It's one thing. If you read the Psukim, and again, you have to study this hard, what's the brilliance? Basically, he made them pay for everything. There's some brilliance you can uncover. That needs work, what the brilliance is. And the Torah wants you to know idea about the brilliance mm. of Yosef. But then this is the point I want to share with you. ish He was a trustworthy person, Aaron. The Torah wants you to know that he was an ish emunim, a trustworthy person. Shehevi kola kesef beis paroi. He brought all the money to Paroi's house. He didn't make for himself any storage house of kesef. He didn't have any secret bank accounts back in Eretz Yisrael. He's running billions and billions and billions of dollars. The whole country's money is going through him. And Pare took a back seat. He could have taken money and shipped it to Eretz Yisrael. He could have had hidden treasure houses, secret bank accounts in Eretz Mitzrayim, or to some shliach in Eretz Kenan. He gave every penny to the king that trusted him. Kola kesef. And he found Chain in Einayam because Hashem is Matsliach as Yureyov. Those that are sincere and loyal to Hashem have success. 
Says the Ramban, the whole thing's recorded, Yaki, to show the honesty of Yosef HaTzadik. He didn't take one penny, so the Torah records that every dollar that went through his hands was given to, to Paroi, was given to Mitzrayim, was put back in being, acquiring the land for Paroi. Not a dollar, not a penny, not a dime went to himself. When you read the Psukim earlier, that Yosef HaTzadik is, is going to pick up his father. So the Psukim say when he's going to pick up his father, I want to read these Psukim for, on the same exact Indian. When they by Yomer Parel Yosef, when 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 Yosef Atzadik wants to bring his father to Mitzrayim, Yosef, when he wants to bring his father Yaakov to Mitzrayim. Pare says, tell your brothers, so shall you do, T- load up your donkeys and go to Eretz Canaan and bring your father. And he says, I command you, take agolois, take fancy wagons for your father. He's the second to the king. He wouldn't take one iota without Pare's for sure. But he's still got a lot he's of He's the shows. second to the king. Go there and, you know, he could just... You know, today it's a big topic. They talk, the different government officials, they get vacations. What, how much do they spend on government money? He didn't take one wagon, one horse and buggy, till Pare told him you could take ten ways a second to the, to the king. But such is the honesty of Yosef. He wouldn't be mishamish in one wagon without rishus from the melech. He didn't have rishus. He wouldn't take one wagon. The Pashto says the king wouldn't care. Why would he care? Take the wagon, use it, and then you return it. Without Pares Rishus. I want to tell you another unbelievable diak. Listen to this diak, Ben and Absukim. This blew my mind. He sends, Pares sends fancy wagons. Listen to this, this is unbelievable. Pares sends fancy wagons to, to go pick up. Listen to this. This is wild. Shimmy, I don't know. Did you, did you notice this? Pare sends... Revezi and I have discussed this in the past. David Klein Kaufman, listen to this. This is mind-blowing. This is life-changing. Aaron, check this out. This is life-changing. Azalai, I want you to hear this. Pare sends fancy wagons to pick up Yaakov Avinu to bring him from Canaan to Mitzrayim. Says the Psukim. Listen to this, Menachem. This is life-changing. Pare sends fancy wagons back to Canaan to pick up Yaakovinu to bring him to Mitzrayim. Vayisa Yisrael, and he comes to Beersheba. Why did Yaakovinu go to Beersheba before he left Eretz Canaan? He wanted to talk to Hashem and see if he should go. The Medrash says Yaakovinu wasn't sure he should go down to Egypt. His son's there, but maybe I shouldn't go. It's better in Eretz Yisrael. So Yaakov Dab travels to Beersheva and he brings Karbanos Lelikei of Yitzchak to the God of his father Yitzchak. 
And then Hashem tells him and tells him to go down to Mitzrayim. Then it says Yaakov gets in Beersheba and he gets on the Agolois that Paroi sent. Picture the scene. This is life changing. David is life. You write it afterwards. You want to write this word to all your candidates, but after. Listen to this word. Listen to this. is mind blowing. Yaakov Avinu is in Eretz Canaan. Yosef Atzadik sends him fancy wagons from Paroi to bring his entourage to Mitzrayim. Comes Yaakov Avinu, the Psukim say, this open Psukim. He travels to Beersheba to bring Karbon Hashem. The Medrash says he was asking, should he go to Mitzrayim? In Beersheba, Hashem comes in a dream and says, don't be afraid, go to Mitzrayim. Don't be afraid, it's the right thing to do. Then the Pasuk says he takes his wife, children, everybody in that Golay Sephara and they go to Mitzrayim. The Psukim sound like he didn't touch that Golay's when he went from his house to Beersheba. He has all these fancy limousines, the whole coolest cars, this whole entourage, and they come to pick him up in his house. He travels to Beersheba, the whole entourage travels empty. In Beersheba, he goes into the cars and wagons and limousines and all the fancy Siennas, all the coolest cars available in the world. And then he goes down to Mitzrayim. Why didn't he travel in all the cool stuff to get to Beersheba? He was worried that he was going to affect the That's how he knew everything came to He was worried that he was going that's a nice shot. That's a nice shot. That's a nice shot. Elliot Yitzhak, he didn't want all the fancies. That would, that would like entice him to go to Mitzrayim. That's interesting. The Pashtas, you know why he didn't go in it? Because it was sent him to bring him to Egypt. And I'm not going to use anything. It's not Ehrlich. I'm not sure I'm going to Egypt. He gave it for a specific express purpose. Take all this stuff and come to Mitzrayim. But I'm not sure I'm going to Mitzrayim. It's not Ehrlich. It's not Ehrlich. I'm not sure. I'm, you ever heard the shims? Cannot open in the psukim. Doesn't say the reason. The psukim are clear. He travels to Beersheba. God tells him to go. Then he goes in that gullies. Why didn't he go in that gullies to get there? Hmm. What's wrong? You have that nice fancy mode of transportation. It all travels empty. And then in Beersheba, when he decides to go to Egypt, Aaron, then and only then, Yechiel, he jumps in the wagons. So he didn't go in the wagons. It's not Erebus. The whole wagons are given to bring him to Egypt. He wasn't sure he was going to Egypt. Honesty, honesty. Doesn't want, I can't use those things. Who said they give me Rishus? And he didn't go in the wagons. He didn't step foot in the Agolis. They get to, they get, he gets to Beersheba. Hashem says, go to Mitzrayim. Okay. The Agolis was sent for a purpose to bring him. Now he can go into the Agolis. Honesty. You ever heard this pshat right around Stan? That Eisen of Pshat? It's unbelievable. It, it looks that way in the Psukim. Again, being honest. You don't want to pshat on honesty, you don't want to be dishonest. It doesn't say why. And Eli and Yitzhak, a beautiful pshat. They say he didn't want the shaykhad. You get in the car, it'll be like, oh, it's not such a bad idea to go to Egypt. Rav Finkel said in 1961, his father wanted him to leave Eretz Yisrael. So he told him to buy him a brand new 1961 car. So he comes back, a cool sports car. He comes back. That's how Elliot Yitzi learns this great shot. He's trying to entice 
So he said, I'm not getting in those cars, those fancy cars. Let me first see if Hashem wants me. Great pshat, El Yunyitz. I want to tie you the pshat is Erluchkeit, honesty. I think the Ramban says like me. I saw somebody. Let's. Let me have a different shot on this. It wasn't Rabban, it wasn't Rabban. Rabban. Why? Because you're, you're surrounding yourself with all this wealth and you know, you're, you're, you're asking whether or not to go to the rich country in the rich country's wagon, gold, silver. Similar, similar to, to Elliot and Elliot's. Maybe it's the best. But that's the You hear this word? Why Yaakov Avinu doesn't go with Nagolos to Be'er Sheva? Because Yaakov travels to Be'er Sheva. Then Hashem says go, and then he jumps in Nagolos to Paris. Why didn't he happen Nagolos to get to Be'er Sheva? You see all these fancy limousines and Siennas, beautiful cars. And Yaakov, they're traveling everywhere. In Be'er Sheva, don't be afraid that he hops in all the wagons. So Ellie and Yitzhak said it would be, it would be biased. He goes in the fancy cars to bring it to Egypt. I was talking about Erlochkeit. They were sent to bring him to Egypt. They weren't sent to travel in the Eretz Canaan. So he didn't go in them there. They weren't sent to drive him around the Eretz Canaan. And if he wasn't going to go to God in Mitzrayim, it was sent to Abbas to bring him to Egypt. If he wasn't going to go, it's a grave to Stam Yusuf. Yes, Samuel. They decided to follow him. I don't. So, so Sammy, Sammy's already. You see, you see, Sammy's already rationalizing. It's traveling anyway. Might not convenient. It's traveling anyway. A few things. First of all, Sammy, I hear. I hear what you're saying. First, it could be held. It's 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 a possibility. I'm going to need them. If I need them, then I'm right. Then I'll go in them. If I don't need them, also, then you ask what's the difference? He didn't ask it them. It could be wear and tear. We have a separate question. He didn't ask them. We have a separate question. If, if Yosef never wanted to take any money from him, yeah. all right, how come he just gave four wagons for the boat? Covered his father. Covered his father. Yes, Ari, what was the other one? Harry said, 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 Harry to recap Yechiel quickly, the Ramban says the reason it relates. What? This whole topic? We, we discussed this topic many times. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah we, we, we discussed this. We discussed this. The, um, we, we discussed this. What he saw, what Paris, what, what he saw. Um, the kids are at the Rabbi say. That's how I like my To recap what's going on. To recap to Yankin is the Ramban says the reason the Torah records all of Yisvatzadik's plans. What he did for the economy of Mitzrayim is to tell us he was an Ishamunim, a man of great faith who didn't take a penny who didn't take dollars, who didn't skim money off the top. He's running billions of dollars and could have been rich Ladyrus by taking off money. And he didn't take everything went into the coffers of Egypt. That's what the Ramban says, why the Torah records it. He was an Ishamunim, 
that didn't take for himself. He didn't send matmainim treasures, starim hidden treasures. He didn't have secret bank accounts. The Torah is recording every penny went to Mitzrayim. That's what the Torah is recording. And he says he had atzlocha because Hashem rewards Yireyah, those that are sincere and loyal to Hashem. Those that are honest, Hashem rewards. So that's why the Torah records it. We spoke as well about Yaakov Avinu's honesty, that wagons are sent from Mitzrayim. We mentioned that the wagons sent, Gufa that Yosef HaTzadik waits for power to say, I want to send wagons. You're the second to the king, send some wagons for your dad. Find some good stuff. He won't take a, a, a wagon till Paroi says to send the wagon. Go get, get a nice vehicle. Get his own You're running the whole country. Take a limousine and send it. No, no, chas v'shalom. Paroi says take a wagon. Paroi sends a wagon. He won't money. take a thing. And then Yaakov Avinu's honesty, the wagons come from Paroi. And Yaakov Avinu travels from his house to Beersheba, doesn't use the wagon. And the Torah is clear, only in Beersheba, after Hashem says go to Egypt, he loads his family into the wagons and goes down. And we're saying Shad, because he went to Hashem to Dab and Hashem, at the sea, if he should go down. Hashem says go to Mitzrayim, that's a place he wanted to have his father's Dab. So Rabbi said, what I want to say to the Olam, Azi, I want you to hear this. Azi, I learned by my Rebbe, Shalom Aisha, I learned by my Rebbe Chaim for nine years, and the thing he spoke about most over the nine years is being honest. It's being honest in your business dealings. You don't take a penny that's not yours to be, to be faithful and honest in your business dealings. This is something that, that my Rebbe over the nine years spoke about more than any single topic under the sun. It actually, at a time when we have Giru Ya'ayev, when the enemy is very amped up, we all know what's going on in the world, an amped up enemy, it says next to the parish of Amalek, what's right before the parish of Amalek? The parish of weights, of honest, of honest weights. And Chazal say that when you're honest in business, you don't have to be afraid of Giru Ya'ayev, of the enemy you don't have to be afraid of. Chazal attributes specifically this idea that honesty, honesty in business causes that a person doesn't have to be afraid of the oyev. And Rachman, when somebody's dishonest, causes that he has to be afraid of giri oyev, of the weapons of the enemy. He has to be afraid of the enemy. Specifically that he is honest. I think it's important to read these parashiyas that term this Ramban, that Yosef was an Isha Munim, was a person of trust, of great trust, who didn't take one penny that wasn't his. I think this is the Messiah of Yid, and this is a true Yid. There's a Maisa, there's a Maisa with Reb Schwab. There's a Maisa with Reb Schwab, where somebody told him a from Yid, about a from Yid cheating. Reb Schwab yelled on the phone, he's not a from Yid. He's not a from Yid. Schwab screamed, making a point. Making a point that if the person cheated, he's not, he's not, don't call him a from Yid who cheated, he's disloyal to the Torah. But he said, he, he screamed on the phone, he's not a from Yid. The, the Mitzvah is what defines from and not is. I'm not saying this story. Allah Lamai said the point is Reb Schwab's sensitivity to being honest, to being a, an Erlucha person. I have told Ayla many, many times the following Yisaid, and I want to repeat it again. A person who's dishonest, a person who's a cheater, who a little cuts corners, not so, you know, a little knech there, a knech there, 
he makes a little phone call to a, a, to a, you know, to a phone company and some nonsense. He owes a bill. He owes money to the phone company. And he's a weasel. And he has some silly thing he tries to get not to pay his phone bill to pay less. He's dishonest. He's a ganim. He's a dishonest person. So we think he's lying to others. He's cheating and lying to others. I said in the past that the liar and the cheater ultimately loses a sense of truth. One of our most precious possessions we have, Aaron, is the capacity to know what's true and not true. It's one of the most pre- precious capacities we have. I always, I always get, when the bathroom walk out of the doors of the yeshiva, I think they have a lifetime of, 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 of figuring out, a lifetime of exploring, and you always pray, you daven, that the bathroom should see the truth should always find the truth in their lives. And you gain chizuk that nikarim divrayemes, Yaki. We all have a capacity to know what's true and what's sheker. It's one of the most precious things we own is an inner sense of knowledge, what's true and what's not. We have the capacity to know the difference between emes and sheker. And a person who lies loses that knowledge of emes and sheker. They lose a sense of reality, they lose a sense of truth. There's a chazal in Sanhedrin that I said a pshat years ago, and the Siyat of the Shmaya, this Shabbos, somebody showed me that I, the Messiah Sisharim, that Moshe Shapiro showed them that the Messiah Sisharim <coughs> says this pshat. Years ago, I said a pshat. I told you the pshat by Lavan, that Lavan says to Yaakov Avinu, I am nervous you're going to mistreat my daughters. Now, Lavan mistreated his daughters, but the observation that liars tend to see people who lie lose a sense of reality. So they don't fool others. They lose their own sense of reality. Because they're not honest people, they lose a sense of reality, which is mafchid, is frightening. When you don't have a sense of reality, that is frightening, tremendously frightening. I read to you in the past, the Rambam, that Sadiqim Davin, that even though I did Averis, my Avera shouldn't cloud my mind. I shouldn't lose a sense of what's true and not true. It's one of the most precious things we own, understanding of what's right, what's true, what's the Derech Emes. So Yaakov, like this, the Gemara in Sanhedrin says, the Oynesh of Abadai, the Oynesh of a liar, Penny, listen to this verse. The Oynesh Aaron, the Oynesh of a liar, is even when he says the truth, nobody believes him. The ayin, it's a Gemara in Sanhedrin. The Aynesh of a Badai, the Aynesh of a liar, is even when he says the truth, nobody Rabbi believes him. Now, what I always thought my whole life, Aryeh, my whole life I thought as the boy who cried wolf. That if you lie and you lie and you lie, you say something, and you keep lying so people don't believe you. A guy says to his roommates, Quickly, put away the cigarettes in the dorm room. Kalish is coming. And then he doesn't come. So one time they put it away, two times. The third time, they don't believe him. You lie. The boy, the boy cried wolf. <laughs> That's what I always thought, Pshat. The Einish, but I had a cash on that. What do you mean the Einish, the punishment of a bad day? That's the natural cause of things. It's not an Einish, a separate punishment. That's natural. If you lie, uh, that's natural. So Rev. Ezi says that it could still be an Einish. The natural teva also could be a punishment. It well, doesn't have to be. Lie about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so as he says, that could be that could be an einish. Just because it's natural doesn't mean it's not an einish. I'm not sure. 
I'm not sure. I'm not sure. The Bezi says that that could be an Einish. Lemaisa, I realize a different shot. And Rabbi Shapiro showed this year that the Messias Hashem and says this. That's a different shot. The Einish of a liar is that even when he tells the truth, nobody believes him, means even when you know he means the truth. If somebody says, wolf, 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 Arye, and then Itaka sees a wolf and tells you, I see a wolf, people don't believe even when Itaka means to tell the truth. Because his perception's off. It's a, it's a, not, a huge difference. Not just... What's the punishment? Yes, the punishment is not just when you lie usually, so then when you say something, we're going to think you're lying. Even when we know you mean it, but I mean it. I know you mean it. You don't know anything. You don't know truth. Even when you mean it, we don't believe you. Even when you're saying MS and we do a lie detector, you're not lying. Still, we don't believe you. We don't, even your truths, your intended truths aren't truth. You lose perception. The Oynesh of Abadai is even his intended truths aren't believed when we know he's telling the truth. Can you imagine the guy who says, wolf, wolf. Somebody says, wolf. We say, okay, you're lying. Imagine telling the guy, no, no, you talk to think there's a wolf. We don't believe you even know what a wolf looks like. Oh, baby. We don't believe, even when you think there's a wolf, we don't know if there's a wolf. No, 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 but I really, now I really see it. Not we think you're lying. Could you imagine telling them, I know you're telling the truth. I don't believe your view of things. I don't believe, you, you, you lose you your, lie. what? You lose your eyesight if you lie. Yes. You lose, think about, think about, think about playing sports and a guy, close play at first base. What happens, Ozzy? The team in the field says what? He's out. Team up says safe. They're seeing the same thing. Nothing really see it. People see with bias. But a liar who's who's willing to alter perception for what he wants, stops seeing things in the real way, the way they happen. He sees things in the way he wants to see. That's how liars they lose a sense of truth. So the Oynesh of Abadai, that's the punishment. The punishment of the liar is even his truths are not believed. Even his intended truths are not believed. Because his perception is off. That's scary. That's a scary thing. <coughs> so I say to us, Rabbi say that we have a Messiah from our Avais Akhtayshim. We have a Messiah <coughs> from Yaakov Avinu. We have a Messiah from Yosef HaTzadik. I'm glad to consider the Shnikolav. We have a Messiah from our Avais. The Messiah we have is a Messiah of honesty of not taking a penny that's not ours. I always have ah. two, there are two, there, there are two huge things I always want. Avada, I want everybody, everybody who walks through the halls of the yeshiva to be a Talmud Chacham and a Shoyim Mitzvah. There are two unique qualities. I want when people see it, they say, you must learn to Mordebrae, Connecticut. I want a person to be an amazing father and husband, amazing family person, it's one. Should be a hallmark, a guy. He's our father. You must learn from Yeshiva. And the second thing is erluch, honesty. To be an erluch, a person, and honest. Everything in the Yeshiva about being real, no fake, no fake, real, honest, authentic. This middah of honesty of not taking a penny that's not yours. You work somewhere. You're honest, and you're you're loyal to what a dollar that's yours is yours. A dollar that's not is not. You owe a bill. You pay it. You owe a bill, you pay it. No shenanigans, no shtick. You owe money, you pay it. This is something basic. This is something a basic chiyuv. 
We talk a lot about Amuna. We speak about Amuna being Anachnu Maminim. The ultimate Amuna in Hashem, the ultimate test usually to people's Amuna is when Hashem says that thou are not to touch it, do you touch or not? That's the most practical application of Amuna. <laughs> I've read the Messiah Sishara many times to the Olam over the years that Harbe Mishastim, the Roiv Anfeya Hasidus, many people are, 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 are Hasidim in all branches of Hasidus when it comes to money, they're not. That people, they become, all of a sudden you see somebody so from, when it comes to money, he's a secular yid. Remember the Messiah of Yaisi Vatzadik. He's working for Parai, he's in Mitzrayim, has access to billions of dollars and doesn't touch a penny. That's not his. An agola that's not his doesn't go anywhere. Parai says, send an agola. Doesn't touch a penny. That an ishamun, a trustworthy person, halavai. That should be our goal that it's set on us. I love Yaakov Avinu says to Lovan when he's leaving base Lovan, and Lovan's and Lovan's children accuse him of stealing. He says, I went through every mashash kolkela. You can go through everything I own. You won't find one penny that's not mine. How beautiful that we should be able to say such a thing, that you go through every penny of mine, and there won't be one penny that's not mine. Halavai, halavai, halavai. That, that's, something to, that's something to yearn for. That's something to aspire to. That we could say, every penny in my bank account is mine. Every penny is mine. Not a penny belongs to anybody else. Somebody asked me, somebody asked me, Somebody was very close to a certain bacher. He asked that I see in Connecticut, he said, everybody's matzliach. He was close to this bacher. Yilamdenu, he said, teach me, why wasn't this bacher matzliach? Everybody's matzliach. It's, it's so rare. So I, I didn't want to answer him. I didn't know if I was allowed to answer him. But in my mind, I know the answer. The answer is because he was a dishonest person. He was very, extremely dishonest. And dishonest, there's no atzlacha. When a person doesn't have honesty, he's not an ish emes, there's no atzlacha. When a person dishonest. This is dishonest. I've said many times that the, the only way an Asa can grow up in a Yitzchak Avinu's house is Yitzayid Bifib, he's dishonest. He's dishonest. I have no cash that he wasn't mushba, that he wasn't impacted, kidboy, in the proper way from Yitzchak Avinu. He was a dishonest person. It takes honesty to be an authentic, honest person. All our dealings in the most practical of dealings, be an honest person. If you owe it, pay it. To, to have an erlichkeit, to have an honesty to you. Do you owe the money or not? If you owe it, you pay it. I called my father. My father is very, very lenient in many, many areas of Torah. What's his number? He knows a lot. You can call me. I've the Shabbos Ask my dad. You have all areas. Like the shaking of the I called, I called my father, and in Eretz Yisrael, there was a tax of about $4,000. There was an Arnona tax. And, and th there was a certain paper I can give them to get out of the taxes. It wasn't. It was, it was, it was a shtick. Like, you lad, it was like cutting corners. And my father told me, Shtak, you owe $4,000, you pay $4,000. There's no, there's no cut. You have his paper, you don't know for that. Yeah, it wasn't, it was, it was, it was shady. And I paid the money because, that, because that's the only thing to do. My wife always says, if money matters, you ask him, he's going to make you pay.
Money matters is going to make you pay. No cutting corners. To be Ehrlich in your money, in your dealings of money. There's a Yid, there's a Yid I like a lot. It's a Talmud Chacham, it's a Torah Yid. He says he thinks their kids who are not Matzliach in Yeshiva. This is his theory. But who knows? He said that kids that are not Matzliach in Yeshiva, he said that the money paid for tuition is, 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 is stolen money. The Schar Limit is not Erlich. Stolen money. The kid doesn't have Siata Deshmaya in Yeshiva. The Schar Limit, their payment to get in is not their own. That's his theory. Do I know if it's true? I don't know. But I do know is there's an altar. I heard over an hour from the Nevardic. I heard over that he says Reb Chia built his yeshiva by himself. He actually wrote the svarim. And I heard over that the altar reportedly said that he wanted siyata d'shmayas. He didn't want anything to be from stolen goods. See, he built everything. He did everything himself. That it should all be erluch money. There shouldn't be an. They, they, yeah, there shouldn't be a, there shouldn't be one brick in the yeshiva that's built from stolen. Nobody should learn on a stender of stolen money. It should all be erluch glat money. This is something to shoot for in our lives, to, have, to be that person of integrity, that ishemunim. And it's said in you, he's an ishemunim, he's an honest person. The money that's his is real, is truthfully his. We talk about rationalizations, about people rationalizing, and so many things you could say. We're talking about Yosef HaTzadik and the position he's in, that mustama they let. Is it really? Does it matter anyway? There's so many rationalizations to say. In, this, in the sugi of money, people rationalize. Today till tomorrow, people rationalize and rationalize reasons why it's probably a ladder. I think in a dorm is an amazing opportunity. Living in a dorm is an amazing opportunity, a life-changing opportunity for a guy to say the guy can make the commitment in the middle. And a dorm is like a world of rationalizations on Yenna's money. Yeah, the stomach doesn't mind. A little, a little food is a little of this, a little of that. Just borrow. He might let me take his shirt. It's a place a guy can make a stand for the rest of his life on Emish. No rationalizations. It's not mine. No rationalizations. What's, that's not mine. That, that's not mine. What's yours is yours. A person can make a massive stand of Erlichkeit in the dorm. Even, even in a kitchen, I'm not coming, it sounds like a, even in a kitchen, you know, so as you see a bachar bringing back tons of stuff, if the, the, the times you're allowed, times not, the yeshiva gives things. Certainly you're allowed to take, there's, there's normalcy. A guy brings back crazy amounts, make a take. I don't know, he's allowed to do that. It's the yeshiva, he's allowed to take a cup. Is he allowed to bring a stack of cups back to the It's not your cups. It's the yeshiva, is he allowed to take a cup? I don't know, you're allowed to bring a stack of cups back. Even things like that. Even if it's the dorm? Probably not. They want to. No, so if you're having lunch, so then normalcy. They give, they give oh, silverware for lunch. The guy brings back stacks because he might. He, yeah, but instead of eating yeshiva, he's eating the dorm. He's bringing it. He would have used the yeshiva, except he's using the Maybe, maybe, maybe. Normal, normal, normal. He brings back a plate for lunch. I would say bring a plate back. If you're eating lunch, you have chicken in your dorm, you can bring a plate back. A guy stacks up on plates. Not honesty. Just, it's funny. People rationalize, but it's not an individual. It's a store. People rationalize. Right, Brownstein? What was it? I don't think yeshiva's order is to bring everything to the dorm. Yeshiva's 
I think a guy has to be very careful, guys. Honesty is real. It's not. A, it's a question: Is it true or not? I think this this svar is a guy wants to bring a plate. The guy says, "I'm eating chicken in the dorm now. I can eat the yeshivas. Yeah, take one plate. Take a plate." But it has to be logical. It has to be logical and true. It has to be true that the yeshiva lets. The point is not is not to call anybody a ganim and people rationalize. But in money, people spend their lifetimes rationalizing. At the end of the day, if something's not mine, I shouldn't be taking it. If it's not mine, it's somebody else's. I shouldn't be taking it. Yes, Azzy. Why are you logically speaking? If the guy takes a plate and he has the plate, probably logically wouldn't mind. But it should it should be true. It has to be true. Yes, Aaron. What? No, a lot of times guys bring stacks because who gave you a right? You take a plate for lunch. I have to be very careful, no, honest. Yeah. 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 I have to be honest. It's not we gotta go find out. Sure. Who ordered some plates, Rebbe? Be honest. The rubble under? Rebbe, are you not a big hair in the Why not? It's free. Yes, lady, I'll tell you something funny this As long as you, after you're done, you take the balloon and you put it back in the wheel. Good luck. Start from place. Washing. Yeah, good for months. It's insane. With stomach, a guy has one plate, it's lunch. And he's going home and he needs a plate. There's one thing the stomach can bring back on one plate. The stomach. Take one today, one tomorrow. Take one today, one tomorrow. I know, I know you don't like specifics. Because everybody's saying take back one. Take one today, one tomorrow. And you the rest of your life. You're going to go home. You're going to get married. Whenever you get married. And you're going to come. Come to go marriage with your styrofoam plate. You can ask me. You can ask my overland. Of course, we're, that's our job. We're let it. We're let it. We're let it. That you can't take anymore. I know you probably real. can. You probably can. Somebody I it is real. It's real stuff. It's real stuff. Can people rationalize from from a saber? I'm going to say David, people rationalize from a saber. It's a group. People rationalize. I'll tell you a mice. There was a mice. I'm trying to remember the details. There was a mice over of Shmuel when he was here. The great. I don't want to say. I don't want to. We're talking about honesty, so I don't want to. Now. No, the last time. I don't know if it happened here. Somebody said a different time. There's, there's a chumrah on Shabbos. It's a complicated chumrah. What, how you take coffee. And usually use two cups. Like he didn't want to use an extra cup. It wasn't his. He didn't want to use an extra cup. Yeah, he had a chumrah, but he didn't want his chumrah to cost. So he was like makel, a cliche. And he had some cooler. It's a nice chumrah to do an extra cup and make a taste of the chumrah on the yeshiva. You only need one cup anyways. I've seen, I've seen, I mean this, Eric, if this, if this bugs you out, tough luck. If this bugs you out, tough luck. I've seen people, you're in a yeshiva. If, 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 if this makes you crazy, I ask Matila, but this, Aaron, you're taking paper towels, you wash. 
Don't take ten paper towels to dry your hands. Take the amount too, the amount it takes. I, I, if it bugs you out, I'm sorry. But it's not yours when it's yours. And then use as many paper towels as you want. When it's somebody else's, make a taste it. Take rolls and take the amount you need to dry. Yes, yes. Away You're going to ask this one? Yitzi's discipline. Yitzi's discipline. Yitzi only uses one or two. If you're the type of guy, you need a third, use three. But people just grab and grab, just chuck it, make a taste. Yes. Last year I saw a video of this guy. He said, how to dry your hands with only one only one paper towel. Like, perfectly. He said, just like, he, he, he did like this whole demonstration. Yeah, basically just wash your hands and then he shook like, 12 times and chicken I don't want to make OCD then fold it then just dry it it's one thing perfectly dry it was Rebbe, so cool Rebbe, Rebbe, are you allowed to let's say like Rebbe, someone has like let's say someone borrowed my charger right it might be in the bottom of his knapsack can I go through his knapsack to get my charger if someone borrows something that's mine it's in his something can I go through his something can somebody make this something something permanent I know that's why I have the question something permanent somebody make this yeah that's why I'm asking the question because it's in his property ask them can I always use it for now one whenever I want to because that's like the biggest problem just ask them just ask them I can use it whenever I want no that's people come in that's why I ask the question if I knew you knew the answer I would give permission once but I didn't ask. I asked her because I would have asked, but I didn't. I didn't ask. That's the biggest problem. I'm not coming. I'm not coming. I'm not coming. I wasn't coming. I'm not forcing this. Maybe you could say anybody can use it. That would be much easier for yourself. You wouldn't care as much. I wasn't. Here's many paper towels. Yeah, you hate it. Maybe I have to go to Kosher Wells to go buy some plates. Right. I'm gonna go bring some china to the dorms. No, it's actually metal forks, a few metal knives. That's like bringing china to a bull house. Not even bringing like a, a bull to a china house. It's bringing china to a bull house. There's a big, there's a big mistake. People think from a guy. People think there's a hetter from a guy. He gets a lot of us in the rice. It's an issue the rice. He's not going to steal the guy. Just yeah, it's the rice. It's forbidden. We don't eat lard. We don't eat lard's meat. We don't eat a chazmi. We don't steal from a guy. Chas v'shom. Us the rice. Chas v'shom. You go to a hotel. You don't take anything. You're not allowed to take. Chas v'shom. Halilah v'chas. Person can't take anything that's not allowed. They can't take a towel from a It's not a. Not a robber. What? What about a Russia? You let a steal from? I know he's a Russian. That's the question. Let's say guy's a Russian. Let us steal from the Russian. He's a well-known Russian. It's a well-known Russian. That's just the question. I never heard of such a I never heard of such a hector. I don't even I never heard of Shat the Lishamanu, it's a lot of borrow What? Of course Malvas says to the case. What's worse is that he knows it. Be honest. That's a huge call What? Yeah, of course, my boss. Probably the main problem with Gabe is Chil Hashem, no? No, it's the neighbor. Now you do Chil Hashem. Rabbi Sait Asid Araisa. 
you owe me a race. Says, by the way, if you need motivation, the Chavzai says, if you need motivation for honesty to keep the Torah, the Chavzai Menachem says, that if people, t- he brings, he brings, it, it's, uh, it's one of the back of the Mesechtas, that Mesechta there, Cheret Zuta, I think that's where he quotes it from. Chavetz Chaim says that it used to be people were rich Ladeiris. A family was rich, their children, grandchildren, great. And he said, today you find people rich, and then they lose it in, in, in wild ways. And the Chavetz Chaim brought a, a, a chazal, a, a, a memorand in Mesechta there, Cheret Zuta, I think. Where it says that you have money that's not yours, it's mechala memayna. If you put a dollar in your wallet that doesn't belong to you, it eats up the dollars that are yours. It makes you lose your money. Having money that's not yours makes you lose the money that's yours also. Chavetz Chaim brings this. He says that's why you find people rich and poor today. They make money, lose money, make money, lose. It's because they have money that's not theirs and it's mechala memayna. He says the shaloi kederich hateva. Cool shades. Cool shades. Okay. Rabbi said we have a request from Svieli, and Svieli's request for Thanksgiving. Get to your story, and then 12 o'clock.